Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Trolley Watch, New Idea Foods, very fabulous podcast. I am Amy Sinclair and I'm the editor of New Idea Food. And I love food. I love eating food. I love everything to do with food, but not as much as I love Barbara Northwood. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Our wonderful food director, who of course is here joining me as she does every week. Welcome, Barb. Welcome, Amy. We're not far off Christmas, are we, Barb? No, we're almost there. Really? I'm a bit scared by this. I know. I've got three kids and all they talk about is what they want for Christmas. And I can literally feel my bank account screaming yes, in yes. agony. Yes. <laughs> This is, of course, your go-to podcast for all things food, eating, cooking, kitchen hacks as well as supermarket shopping, you name it, we cover it. We are this week talking about Christmas, of course. We're going to go through Barb's favourite Christmas menu, which I'm very excited about. And we are also tasting, and this is even more exciting, the Whitaker's Jelly Tip Chocolate. We talk a lot about caramel, Cadbury caramel, but this is the other cult chocolate. Mm. And oh, it very was exciting. Good, very exciting. But let's start off how we always start off, Barb. Best in aisle. Because it's, it's the, the best, best in aisle. This, of course, is where we taste the same super, common supermarket product from all the major stores and we do a bit of taste test. We line it up, don't we, Barb? Yes. And yes. we roll through them one by one and we tell you which one we think is the pick. This week, we are doing orange juice. Now, Barb, this was one of our more fascinating ones, wasn't it? It was. You would think orange juice is orange juice. You get the labels read the same. Yeah. You get some oranges, you simply squeeze them out, out, (laughs) add a bit of Watsy, and you got your juice. This is, we were looking at two litre orange juices with no added sugar. We hit up Audi Coles Woolies, and we also did the berry orange juice. And the daily orange juice. Now, Barb, as I said, very, very interesting results. Yeah, really Let's was. go through them one by one. First up, we had the Coles orange juice. Yeah. Three litres for $4.20. This was made from orange juice and reconstituted orange juice. Yes. What did you think of this one, Barb? It was very pale in colour and almost almost pineapple-like rather than orange. Really? For number one. Um, it had an artificial, almost tasteless flavour. Just, I didn't like it at all. You just you you weren't a fan, were you, Barb? No, she was really just tossing around her apron afterwards. It's almost as though the the reconstituted part has a. It's like they've boiled them, and yeah. somehow it's got a strange taste. Once it, it goes just wasn't very juice. orangey, was no. it? You're imagining orange what juice, and it did not taste like deliver. Yeah. Next up, we had the daily orange juice, two liters for five dollars. Orange made of orange juice and reconstituted orange juice. What did you think of this one, Barb? Pleasant taste. It was obviously less fake. Flavour, I think, compared to some of the others. I liked yep. it. It, yep. was, it was very pleasant for Very what pleasant. Was. Yeah, and a I'm, really nice colour too. I do like the daily orange juice. Yeah, it's I always a, a nice one. Next up, we tried the 
Woolworths orange juice, two litres for $2. So this is a cheap one, Barb. Yes. Made from 99% fruit juice, reconstituted and imported ingredients. What did you think of this, Barb? It tasted very watery. Yeah. um, And not really a pleasant orange flavour at all. It was a bit of a... Just really lacking. Yeah. Like you diluted it. Yeah, it was a bit sort of watered down, wasn't it? Mm. Not great. Next up, we had the berry orange juice, two litres for $6, so the most expensive, and it was 99.9% orange juice. So a lot of orange in there, Barb. What did you think? But again, not really a very orange flavour at all. Yeah. You expected, again, reading that label, that you're going to get a lovely orange juice. No, it's really disappointing. Especially I don't know when what you read, do with them. Especially when you read 99.9% yeah, exactly. orange juice. That's a lot of oranges. Exactly. And it just didn't deliver no, on orange no. flavour. Very bizarre. And then last we had the Audi Country Orchard 2-litre orange juice, $2.99, made from fresh and reconstituted orange juice, made from 50% imported ingredients. What did you think of this one, Barb? Yeah, that really wasn't very pleasant for me also. I had a bit of an aftertaste. So whatever else was in that... It's a bit of a sort of acidic taste, wasn't it? It was a bit weird afterwards. Yeah, Yeah. I wasn't impressed with that one at all. So it's a bit yeah. of a, a diverse field. We were expecting this to be very, very even, didn't we? Think exactly. We thought exactly. orange juice is orange juice, people. There's nothing really a But even when you line them up, they're almost all a different colour well, as well. Well, it's one thing that we find, isn't it, Barb? Mm. Apart from the spaghetti challenge. Yeah, that's true. They are all. Yeah. They look the same. Or they don't actually look the same. But when you, you think that when you imagine in your head that it's all going to be, you know, yes. pretty much of a muchness, yes. but it almost never is. Yeah, no. Barb, it's a bit of a tricky field, but who yes. got... The golden trolley. I have to say it's the daily juice orange juice for a very overall pleasant orange flavour without aftertaste or anything else. And, and you got what was on the label, didn't yeah, you, you Barb? did. Just a good old-fashioned orange juice. <laughs> Indeed. Love it. Barb, next up, Christmas countdown. What we're cooking, what we're preparing. We've got Christmas just a few weeks away now. And one of the big things, apart from what you're going to buy for yes. your husband and kids, yes. it's also what you're going to cook, especially yeah. for you, Barb. I reckon you people must flock from near and far, <laughs> family members that you haven't seen for years turn up at your door on Christmas morning. Wanting and it's only a, because they don't cook and I do. <laughs> wanting, a, right. wanting a feast, don't they, Barb? <laughs> Indeed. A lot of pressure on and you. And they arrive at... Uh, I might turn up this year. <laughs> Sorry, Mum, I'm going to Barb's. <laughs> but, Barb, one of the big things I'm very interested to know, there's a lot of choice with uh, Christmas menus. Yes. A lot of people have a very – I know in my family we have the same selection every year. Last year my mum suggested that we do a different turkey recipe. I could have <laughs> – I couldn't have been more horrified. I was like, Di, you wash your mouth out. We do what we always do. It's Christmas. It's tradition. But everyone has their own – Menus, they have their own mm. formula of what they have for lunch, for dinner. I'm very interested very to know, true. Barb, yep. what you cook. Talk yes. me through your Christmas menu. Well, I always cook a turkey. Yes. And I bone it out completely. Barb, really? I didn't know this. Yeah, I bone, you it, bone out. it out. Yeah. Wow. And then I make the filling. So the filling almost ends up like a meatloaf inside. Right. So I fry off the onions, the bacon, a garlic. Um, once I've done that, it's got some fresh herbs from the garden in it. Put that in a bowl. I put in about 500 grams of chicken mince. Yep. Mix that through it with some breadcrumbs, some celery, a, um, dried it, cranberries. It's a mega stuffing, apricot. isn't it, Barb? It's mega. It's a mega stuffing. Once yep. I've salt and pepper, yep. nice, nicely seasoned, I press half of it along the middle of the turkey. Yep. And then I buy a packet of chicken tenderloins. 
So I place the strips of chicken tenderloins, the raw, on the, all over that, and then I get the rest of the my so-called stuffing, press that over the top to cover them, and then I start sewing up my turkey one side over the other. Oh, Black my cotton. God. So you can see it. Easy to pull out. You won't lose it. That's a good Once tip, isn't cooked, it, Barb? Good old black cotton. And a huge darning needle. Yep. And then I truss it. So I get the string and I truss it. So the, the whole beauty of it is once I it's am cooked, mouth open right now. I had no, no idea. But when you when you go to serve it, and like yeah. you say, Danny, you've had a few drinks, you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. I don't want to stand there going, who's going to we, we, who's getting the leg and the leg's massive and it's And so picking hard. off all that, that oh, having to hard. slice it and get the electric knife out. Oh, I used to with one end of the thread, it comes yeah. out in one piece. It just ravels, unravels through the whole thing, cuts the string off. And I just get the electric knife and slice it. Everyone's got the same size piece, not yours, b- bigger than mine. Always leftovers if you want it. It's like a, it is like it a is. meatloaf, isn't it? It's so bar. good. It's like a, and it looks pretty because we've all got the same thing. And it's so yum. You know, Barb, obviously you are a guru with the knife and the, 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 the cooking techniques, but if you're not comfortable deboning your own turkey, you can just ask your butcher to do it. Totally, can't you? totally, yeah. They do it you. in four seconds. Yes. Like you could put a blindfold yes. on your really, butcher. It doesn't take long. It, it doesn't out. take long at all. And I think because the bones are so big. Yeah, that is. I boned out a quail with a scalpel, and that's a bit tricky. You can literally just so use your fingers tiny, with a and you yeah. kind of eyes about an inch away from it. But the, because a turkey's so big, those bones come out so easily. It's like pulling out a femur yeah. bone, isn't <laughs> it, from your leg, Bob? <laughs> And the cage is massive. Oh, Bob, I love this idea. It's really good, really lovely. It takes about two to two and a half hours to cook. Yep. Beautiful And what do you serve that with, Bob? Mushroom gravy. Yep. So I actually do the cheat thing and I actually have to say I don't use the pan juices because they're quite dark after I've cooked my turkey for that long. For that long, yeah. Yeah, I I just buy some instant gravy, but again, I just cook the mushrooms off and add some herbs to it so they don't know it's a packet. Oh, amazing. Yum. Lovely steamed veggies and asparagus, snow Yum. peas, oh. carrot. It's official. Day. And the best part, the roast potatoes. Yeah. But see, I do mine in an electric fry pan because I haven't got room in the oven. The so this oven, is that what we're talking about? Its thing. It's a that's big problem, right. isn't it, it really that is. you run out of kitchen. Yes. So potatoes in the electric fry pan, yep. that's a great Brilliant. tip, Barb. It's great. I can control the heat. They're not here on time. I can drop the heat back. And you just get that nice yeah. crispy outer. Beautiful it crispy. Works perfectly. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, it's official, Di. You dumped this Christmas. <laughs> I'm coming to Barb's for I some no Turkish meatloaf. <laughs> Yum. Love it. Thanks, Amy. Barb, yeah. next up, I'm going to hit you with some reader questions. Lovely. New Idea Food has a very, very popular Facebook page. We are always inundated with questions from people who just want some good old-fashioned Barb advice. Because, Barb, you know your stuff, don't you? I try to, Amy. You too. And I'll find out if I don't. Don't you? Yeah. I gave. I asked Barb a random question the other day about caramel. She came back. <laughs> She'd gone straight to, look into the head of caramel. I love it. Barb, let me hit you up with some reader questions. First question is from Jackie. Jackie asks, why does my honey crystallise and can I still use it? Crystallisation is a really common problem with honey. I think because we all keep it too long. Uh, And it crystallises more in the cold weather than in the warmer weather. So really it doesn't like the fridge. Because I've only ever had it that happen when it goes in the fridge and that's obviously a bit of a no-no. Yeah, but even the pantry just starts crystallising. Again, because it's oversaturated with sugar. And it's got the um, fruit sugar, the fructose and the glucose and just... 
it can't handle it. So on that storage, it will. It's a natural phenomenon anyway. Best thing to do if you want to liquefy it. Yep. You place it in a saucepan of cold water to around forty degrees. So just, 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 yeah. just remove the pan from the heat. Remove the lid from the honey. Place the jar in it. Stand it for thirty to forty minutes, and then that allows those glucose crystals to dissolve. Stir the honey occasionally, allowing it to the heat to get into the centre part of it. Yeah. If you find out it's actually still got some crystals and little gritty bits, just repeat that process one more time. Just keep going. Yeah. 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 Again, if you heat it, slap it in the microwave. I haven't got time for that. You will cook the honey flavour, and then when you get it out and cool, it will probably recrystallise. Yeah, it's you a bit haven't of a, dissolved them. Yeah. It's a tough problem to get yeah. through, isn't it, Barb? But sometimes it, it makes a good um, if you want to heat it like that. If you use it as a marinade or something to yeah. brush out the chicken, rather than just throw it out. I mean, I'd, I'd try to find another use. You're never going to throw anything out I'm in your kitchen, are you, Barb? It either goes in the freezer, or you find some I do, other I do. way. Yeah, beautiful honey chicken wings. Yum. Yum. Next question, Barb, is from Margaret. Margaret asks, I've always wanted to make sliced beetroot like the canned varieties. Can I go this at home without special equipment? You love a bit of beetroot, don't you, Barb? I love it. Beetroot's one of my favourites. Yeah, mine too. Really. But how do you do it at home? It can be a messy exercise, but it's very rewarding, isn't it, Barb? I usually go to a farmer's market, so Mm -hmm. I buy large beetroot because sometimes the stores sell little baby ones. Supermarkets get little tiny ones. Yeah, lovely, but too much hard work. Get the large, especially for sliced beetroot. Yes, yes. Wear the rubber gloves Mm -hmm. because that way you won't stain your hands. Always, you peel it completely. Mm And then I put it in my food processor and slice it with a slicing blade. That's very And then just up. push it through that. You've got a whole bowl of sliced beetroot in next to no time. Because it's going to be very hard to do with the um, with your knife, isn't it? To yes, get an even yes, slice. Get the even. Yes, exactly. Tough. Yeah, yeah. And then you bring a large uh, stock pot of water. When I say large, about one and a half cups of water mm-hmm. to the boil. Put your beetroot slices in, of course that almost covers it. Um, you add one and a half cups of white vinegar and you let that uh, simmer for about 15 to 20 minutes only. Yes. So boil it, then just drop drop the heat back. Mm-hmm. I made some the other week. You add another one and three quarter cups of water. So it works out to a 750ml bottle. Right. It's half in and then you put the rest of it in with a cup of firmly packed brown sugar. Yes. Look, if you really don't like the sugar, as some people you that's know, one are of trying the... to eat less and less sugar, you could cut that back. I like the sweetness because I'm... Well, it is one of the, the, the things that set, sets aside tinned beetroot is yes. that it is very sweet, yes. isn't yes. it? And when you actually taste, you know, you know, beetroot from the garden that's been roasted or whatever, yeah, it's, it's a completely much, different much flavor. different flavour. Um, well, I like, the, I, I like the sweet, especially on a burger, Barb. Yeah, you I pile that puppy on Yum. and yeah. I'm going <laughs> to knock it back like no one's business. I add about three teaspoons of salt. Yes. And that's a lot. It's not a lot of sh- it's not salt. Yeah. And that's again, helps preserve it. Let that simmer for another 15, 20 minutes or another, or, or 30. Just put a skewer through them and it should go through easily. And once that, I take it off the heat, I let it sit for about 30 minutes and just pack it into glass jars. And, it's, and make sure all that juice goes over the top. Should just cover it. And it'll and keep it nice and... At least six months. Wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. To it keep it in the so fridge or the pantry, I keep it in the fridge. Yes. Yeah. Just Your as an extra preservative. the size of Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big fridge. It is, isn't it? It's okay. a commercial fridge. It's got glass it's doors. A com- <laughs> now it makes sense. It's a commercial fridge. Because I'm thinking... I can see through the door. I can see what I want without opening the door. I can just bob up and down. Do you need a golf cart for the aisles? 
I'm going to do a tour of, I'm organising guys a tour. I'm going to get Kentucky involved where we do a tour of Barb's kitchen. I could not be more excited. Last question, Barb, is from Steve. He asks, what's the difference between cracked wheat and burgle? Yeah, that's an interesting one. When you've got a lot of old recipes, yes. they'll put burgle in brackets, cracked wheat. But they're actually two different they things. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. It's like we've taken a while to work this one out. <laughs> <laughs> cracked wheat is the whole grain that has been pre-cooked and it's then cracked and ground and crushed into smaller pieces. Whereas you've got <clears throat> your burgle is made by parboiling the wheat. Right. It's then dried, roasted to develop an rich nutty flavour and then it's ground to suit the grade. So it goes into fine, medium. They shake it through a sieve and then grade it into different Isn't that interesting? Pieces. I had no so it idea. which bag you're buying or what you want it for. Um, coarse, medium, fine. It can be steamed, parboiled and used in lots of dishes, salads, tabbouleh, eaten like porridge, pilafs, koftas, stuffing. So it just depends I love what you want. salad. Yeah, I love it too. I really love it. Do you know what it. I also do, Barb? I don't know if you do this, but I always add my, um, if I've got olive oil or lemon yes. juice, or the, I do it when it's oh, still warm. Yes. And, and that it, flavor. Oh, it goes right yeah. through it. It's such a good taste. Just eat the bowl on the its own, salt and pepper. You? Yeah. Oh, it's Beautiful. such a good taste when you yeah. do it that way. Otherwise, it can be a bit dry. And I know. A bit, yeah. but you actually, and you don't want it soggy. But you put your dressing in it when it's still yeah. warm and oh, beautiful. Yum. yum, Amy. Gold bowl of yeah. that right now, Steve. Thank you, Steve, for making me hungry. <laughs> Thank you, Barb. Now, Barb, next up, fridge or pantry, Barb decides. Now, Barb, you're an expert of many things, but I like to think, and I'd say you do as well, but there is nothing you know more than what goes in the <laughs> fridge, pantry or freezer. Am I right? I think that's pretty right, Amy. I, I think that I you think could I do I think I specialise the you places can, I hang around the most, actually. Harvard University <laughs> could get you on board to offer a master's degree and you could be the, 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 the founding professor, couldn't you? <laughs> I'm going to hit you up, Barb, right now right. with 10 common foods yes. and I want you to tell me whether where I should store them, okay. fridge or pantry yep. and why. Number one, apples. Where am I storing that? Always in the fridge. Always? Yeah, always in the fridge unless you're eating them the same day or within a day or two. They tell say me why, Barb. fresher for longer. Fresher they for longer. They just age, yeah, and nothing like a crisp, juicy apple. I get a nice bit of cold. A... Yeah, definitely the fridge. I don't like biting into a cold apple though. Okay. But you can just bring it, I guess, to room totally. temperature. Totally, yeah. yeah. Leaving there, then temp- eat them at lunchtime at room temp. Mm. Number two, tomatoes. Yeah, really perfect world at room temperature. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing worse than a cold tomato. They're just tasteless. I really hate cold tomatoes. But once they start to ripen, again, you need to keep them there just to slow that process yeah. down. So when you when you see them going a bit, do you yeah. whack them in the fridge yes, then? Yes, Right. Start to feel it, yeah. Number three, dried fruit. Best stored in the fridge because it prolongs the shelf life. Because it quite it does. They can dry out in the cupboard. They get weevils. Yeah, it's a bit of a... I don't like that at all. You don't like weevils? No. When's the last time you had a weevil in your I pantry, Barb? When was the last time I ate one? I actually ate, <gasps> ate some. They're in a little packet of sultanas, those little kitty Oh, that's the ones. worst. I've seen that before. That's yeah. so gross. And I I've did eat them that. and then it was halfway through the box when I looked down. It was like, why are those sultanas oh. sticking to the side of the box? And then I realised... Was too oh, late. that's just wrong. I know. Yeah, wrong, I think the fridge is wrong, always wrong. good. Probably I've had a bit of protein. <laughs> Number four, Barb, papaya. It's an odd one. It is, isn't it? Well, it's a different coloured variety, really, of the pawpaw. That's yeah. What a, they love the beautiful orange colour. Um, store them at room temperature until the skin colour is developed. 
and they're fully ripe. So once they're ripe, um, you can store them in the fridge for up to two days. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't again, want them to go because it's a hard one, isn't it? Because you don't want them to go too far. Otherwise, they get bruised, yeah, mushy. And be yeah, that yeah. flesh breaks down. Yeah. Number five. This is interesting. Garlic. Well, it is interesting because I bought some new season garlic last right. week at the market, and I got told to store it in the fridge mm. because it's young and fresh. It's not as strong as the older garlic, and it, the woman said if you don't put it in the fridge, it will actually go bad. It will go off. Like really. An you need to store it there and use it within two to three weeks. And they actually call it young wet garlic. Well, I have it to looks say. the same, but it's got a, a, a milder taste. Um, and then uh, yeah, use within a week. We That's see, my advice. I once, um, I once accidentally stored my. I keep my gar- garlic yeah. in the pantry with my onions and stuff, and I accidentally put it in the fridge once, just you know, yes, as a mistake. And I found it. and I was like, oh, there it is. And I pulled it out. And when I used it, I was like. It didn't taste that different. It actually, you know, still worked yes. and it was fine. And I was thinking, oh, I wonder. Well, they advise you really once, you know, it's like the the uh, mature garlic. Yes. They say it's kept in a cool, dry, dark place because um, the moisture can actually grow mould mm. on it. Yeah. Maybe I had but a look, young It one. just depends how long people have had it there, to yeah, be honest. Exactly. If you're having a high turnover... I always find a bit of an old garlic clove, rogue garlic clove. the fresh garlic too. Bob, couscous, quinoa and barley, where do you store it? Actually in the fridge. Yeah, that's a surprising one. And I put it in airtight containers. Yeah, just keep for a year. Otherwise, really good. you're keeping those weevils at bay, aren't you, I'm keeping them, yeah. They're probably in there, but they're just not hatching. Number seven, bread. (laughs) And definitely room temperature. Yeah. Yeah, I'll leave it there for a... And really, it never goes stale, does it? A few days, if I'm not using an old freezer. But really, it's better. The fridge will dry it out. Barb loves actually. having a bit of leftover bread because it gives her an excuse to put it in the Make freezer. Make stuffing. <laughs> it's good toast. It gives us great toast. Yeah, it's true. Avocado. This is an interesting one. I'd like to hear what's going on here, Barb. Where well, do you store it? Well, I, I like to buy those bags of those little odd ones. Yes. So that they might come in six, six little bags. they're bag. cheaper, aren't they, Barb? They're cheaper mm-hmm. and they're smaller in size, which are perfect. I leave them at room temperature till they're ripe, then refrigerate them. That's what I do. Otherwise, they're like rocks and they'll be to rock. But forever. once they, but they'll keep in the fridge for a really long time. A long won't time. They? Like Excellent. A lo- and, and you, you can really get one out as soon as you need it and leave yeah. it on the bench for two or three days. Perfect for that. Next up, soft fruits such as berries, grapes, and figs. Yeah, always a fridge always because a... they are soft and they no. weep and go very strange and then grow mouldy very quickly. Especially raspberries always seem to grow mouldy. Yeah. You need to pick up the boxes and look underneath before you buy them. Isn't that a good tip? Because Especially they strawberries have, have mould and the raspberries. They yeah. put the nice ones on yes, top, and indeed. you think, oh, they, they look, look nice. Yeah. And then you pick tricked. one off, and it's like bam, yeah. mould city. The whole system. packet off. Last one, opened canned dog food or cat food. This is interesting. Yes. Where do we keep that, Barb? In the fridge. Yeah. Do you? Because a lot of people don't. They just say, that's ridiculous. I leave it out in the laundry or whatever. But it's food, it can go just as bad for the dog. It's it's like you canned read in some, in some forums, like, you know, that people buy um, out-of-date meat to give their yes. dog. And yes. Even that's a bit, you know, my dog's treated like, you know, one of the family totally. in our house. Little puppy magic yeah, Pablo. Exactly, exactly. My little puppy. He's not going to get, to get sick. No, exactly. and that's the thing. The, the bacteria and um, can still get into dogs just as much as they can. And they say even once it's been sitting out in its bowl for a couple of hours and really don't leave it there for another day or two thinking 
It's a lot the crunchy bits. No, no, you should really throw it out within certain you don't number want of hours. Your that papa getting no, sick. No, feed them you. smaller portions. That way they'll eat it all. Or you can whack it in the freezer. Have you ever frozen can? No, I haven't. But I'm the look probably wood. Your mind's no boggling right now. Did. I'm Isn't just thinking. Far? Someone got bits of carrot and rice. It probably freeze brilliantly. I'm going to try it, Amy. Pixie's going to get some of her fancy feast in the freezer next. <laughs> Bob, you've done it again. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. Barb, this might be just the most exciting segment ever. Yeah, totally. Because we are reviewing another new chocolate. Of course, a few weeks ago we did the Cadbury Caramel chocolate, which everyone is very excited about. It is mm. sold out Australia-wide. They brought it back. Everyone is very excited. But did you know, well, you did know, Barb, because I've ploughed you with this chocolate, the Whitaker, Whitakers have brought out a new chocolate and it's almost as popular. It's got a huge cult following and... I have to say I know exactly why it is yes, super, I agree with it. super, super yum. So it's called the Whitaker's Jelly Tip Block. Yep. It is actually exactly as the label uh, would explain. It has like a, 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 a chocolate base at the bottom. Yep. And then it's got it's the milk white chocolate. Cho- milk chocolate. Yep. And it has white chocolate on top and inside is these delicious cubes of like jelly. And yep. they're, they're not too hard and they're not no. runny. It's kind of just a really nice squishy, a bit like a Turkish delight. It's a bit softer. Texture, but it's much softer. softer yeah. And it doesn't have that Turkish delight flavor. No, so if you don't no. like Turkish delight, please don't be put off by this because it doesn't taste like Turkish delight. It just sort of looks a bit like yes. it, but it has a bit of a softer feel. Can I just say this possibly is the yummiest thing I've ever tasted <laughs> in my whole life? I know. It's so good, isn't it? I don't want to overstate things. I don't want to be a bit dramatic, but it is so, so, so yep. yum. And I think I think about all the, the hype that Caramilk is getting. I've got yes. to say this is very, very deserving. It's of like similar. something for everyone with the milk chocolate, oh. the white chocolate and the jelly. There's nothing not to like about There's this no, chocolate. And you know what? If you don't like white chocolate, you don't taste it. Exactly. If you prefer dark chocolate, it doesn't really matter. Yes. The jelly inside is just, Delicious. oh, mm. good God, it's so good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. It's a 250 gram block and most of them are only 180. So it's quite a, a large block of chocolate. It's enormous. Look how many rows it's got in. Yeah, Look, I can't actually row. tell how many rows it's got in because <laughs> I've murdered half of it, but... <laughs> And apparently this was based on the New Zealand ice cream that they've had over there. They have I this didn't know that. jelly tip ice cream with the jelly and the milk and the white. It's a vanilla ice cream. That's representing the vanilla ice cream, the chocolate with the jelly in it. Do you remember and when you used to? And then they turn it into... You just give me a flashback from when I was young. We used to have, There used to be a, uh, an ice cream, wasn't it? It was like a... Like a paddle pop, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah. And it was like um, a milk chocolate and had the, uh, sorry, an ice cream, what, vanilla yes. ice cream inside. Yes. It had milk chocolate around the outside and it had jelly in it. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Oh, I remember. I've, I'm having a flashback. Regardless, this is. It's a really lovely. It's a really yeah. great. Yep. Yeah. Made great. in New Zealand. Beautiful chocolate. Whitaker's has a bit of a cult following. Yeah. Lots and lots. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of thousands. 800,000 plus members on the Whitaker's Australian Facebook page. It's amazing. And there was recently there was a bit of an outcry because Whitaker's kind of suddenly disappeared from shelves at Woolworths. And there was a bit of an outcry about, oh, my God, is it gone? What's happening? Yeah. But all that basically happened was that they were rebranding and re- repackaging for a larger yes. block of chocolate, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, for, fantastic. But they've also brought out the jelly tip and signed me up. I'm a, I'm a big fan, Barb. 
Well, Whitakers apparently have said that this chocolate is going to be around, so it's, it's not hard going to get. anywhere. I couldn't find it. I think it is at the moment. I feel like it's very new. I just, but as soon as it, you know, it spreads out to lots more stores. And they'll see when with sales because it's just delicious. Well, it gets my vote. Yeah. Jelly tip for PM. That's what I say. Yeah. Scott Morrison. <laughs> You're Imagine out. Imagine chopping that and even just folding it through slightly softened ice cream, oh. and then oh. and then refreezing it it's and cutting it into slices. Oh wow! Barb's Yum. done me a um, <laughs> Barb's done me a jelly tip cocktail for the website, which I'm pretty yeah, excited really. about. It looks amazing. Yeah. Yum yum yum. <laughs> Barb, we're off to uh, eat some jelly tip. Thank you for joining me for an amazing episode. It's We've a pleasure, Amy. Eaten our way through <laughs> Australia yet again. I bet barely can fit on a chair. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, come and say hi to us over at Facebook, New Idea Food and Foodiful, as well as come and say hi at the, the website, newideafood.com.au. You can find us where all good podcasts are, and we would love you to rate and subscribe to us. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Talk to us about Jelly Tip because I know you're going to love it. Thanks, Barb. We'll We'll see you next week, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.